Shemai, hello. I'm Maria, up to Welcome to the Alutic Word of the Week, a lesson in Alutic language and culture. This week's word is which means teach. In a sentence, the school teachers always teach. Children in Alutic communities learned traditional skills by playing and working with adults. Children's toys were miniature replicas of adult tools that helped youth practice the essential activities of a subsistence lifestyle. By age six, girls were weaving mats and assisting their mothers with household tasks. They learned to process fish with tiny ulus and practiced parka making with miniature skin working boards. Boys began instruction in hunting at about 11, playing with miniature bows and arrows. They also worked wood with toy wedges and adzes and fought mock battles with replica war clubs and shields. Games of skill helped to teach hunting skills, promote teamwork, and foster friendly competition. Young and old enjoyed throwing darts at a swinging porpoise model or tossing discs at a target on a seal skin. Lessons in Aleutic history and values were taught with stories. Stories recounted the pursuits of famous ancestors, discussed the dangers of wandering far from home, and gave examples of model behavior. And each community had at least one ritual specialist, a person with expert knowledge of songs, dances, and legends who helped to teach children about the origins of the Aleutic universe. Western-style schooling began in the Russian era with the founding of both secular and parish schools. Some Aleutic people even traveled to Siberia to advance their education. These schools embraced bilingualism and helped to create the first texts written in Aleutic. In contrast, American schools, introduced to most communities by the early 20th century, sought to assimilate Native children. Teachers imposed a strict English-only policy, physically punishing those who spoke in Aleutic. Today, schools are more sensitive to the educational needs of Native children. Each of Kodiak's Aleutic villages has a public school that provides classes and acts as a community gathering place. Administrators, teachers, and parents work hard to include Aleutic traditions in lessons and provide experiences that transmit Native culture and values to the next generation. That's the Aleutic Word of the Week. The Aleutic Word of the Week is produced at the studios of KMXT Public Radio in Kodiak, Alaska. Words are spoken and translated by Nicka Locally and Sophie Shepard. Lessons are written by the Aleutic Museum with assistance from Kodiak Island Aleutic Speakers, Aleutic Language Club, the New Words Council, and Native Village of Afognak with mentorship from April Lactonin Counselor. Lessons are published in the Kodiak Daily Mirror each Friday. Please contact the Aleutic Museum to sign up for weekly distribution of lesson copies by visiting the museum's website at aleuticmuseum.org or find our podcast on the iTunes Store. And if you would like to learn more about the Aleutic language, visit aleuticlanguage.org. The Aleutic Museum's Marnie Leist has been interviewed again on Kodiak's public radio station, KMXT, in an effort to find out about an historic Aleutic kayak currently in Harvard Museum's collection. The rare kayak will be coming back to Kodiak this upcoming spring for a 10-year exhibit. Here's the interview with Marnie Leist and KMXT's Kayla DeRoche. Marnie Leist is curator of collections and says they know the kayak is from the Gulf of Alaska due to its prow. This one has basically literally two pieces of wood in in which there is a split and this helped 
with speed and breaking the waves. You know, this is a very wavy, stormy environment. And that prow style helped Alutic paddlers cut through the waves. She says kayaks in different areas of Alaska historically have unique characteristics. For example, in some of the Bering Sea regions, they have a hole in the front of theirs, but that's so they could tie things to the front of their kayak, like their catch and their harvest. She says this artifact is also special because it's a one-man kayak. When the Russians came, you know, life changed. Instead of, you know, the hunter having his kayak, it suddenly became a three-man kayak with the Russian in the middle. So this is that pre-contact, you know, warrior-style kayak. You know, a strong hunter would have had this, and it still has its skin, which is also very rare. Director of Research and Publication Emmy Steffian says many boats and museum collections no longer have that fragile sea lion or seal skin cover. And while kayaks themselves are historic boats, they're not buried so far in the past. We have wonderful stories from Alutic elders who remember as, as children being transported inside the kayaks. So dad might paddle and the children might be lying under the deck and looking through the somewhat transparent skin and seeing the water just outside. These boats were what we think of today as our, our cars. You drive to the grocery store, you drive home to work. This is what Alutic people used. Steffian says the grant from the Institute of Museum and Library Services will provide the museum with just under $50,000 to cover the kayak shipping and installation. Part of the granting process was not only to figure out the storage of the boat and how we were going to ship it, but also to figure out how we were going to display it. So we looked in our collections for items that could be shown from our own holdings, paddles, balers, other kayaking gear that could be shown in partnership with the boat so that we could demonstrate not only kayak technology but maritime tradition. Steffian says there's still a lot of work to do and the kayak hasn't left Massachusetts yet, but she says it should be installed by April and will debut later this spring. I'm Kayla Deroche. Thanks again to the Kodiak Island Borough for their support of this time. If you have any questions or comments on how we could better use this time, please send me an email at michael at lutikmuseum.org. Kuyanuchili, tankchikamchi, adaku. <laughs>